Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ready! <laughs> Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Will. One, two, three. It's time for the post game show with Shope and the Bulldog. Good afternoon. Mike Shope has the day off. I am the Bulldog, joined by Nate Geary. An annoying, mm. awful, very bad day. Uh, that I hope, the, I'll tell you what, the first thing I'm thinking about, a lot to get through the Bills lose 20 to 17. Josh flexing his arm like that on the last couple of plays after he had that, that strip sack play. Uh, lost that fumble, looked like his arm was bothering him, and that is going to be what I'm thinking about uh, as this game ends. Because as as disastrous as the result is, I mean, they just lost to the Jets, 20 to 17. Uh, if something's wrong with his arm, they are they could be in real real big trouble. Uh, we'll see what he has to say about it when we get his post game comments. But obviously, a, a, a flatlining performance from the Bills quarterback and the Bills offense in general. They just were not in sync. Big mistakes by Allen again in this one. Kind of picked up where they left off in the second half against Green Bay last week. And a very frustrating afternoon. And the Bills fall to 6-2 and two now on the season. The Jets improve to 6-3. and three. They've not had their bye yet. So that's where they are at. Nate, what are, your, uh, what are your initial thoughts here? Bills don't have Cole Beasley anymore. That's my inner reaction. I, I just, there was nobody that this offense could go to on third and five, on third and seven, in crunch time. They needed a catch. They needed someone to get open. No one did it. And this team paid a lot of money to Dawson Knox, and he's been invisible. They don't feature him. They don't run screens. They don't really do anything with the tight end. They're 32nd in tight end usage in the NFL, and they pay him more than they pay than a lot of the league pays the tight end position. So they got to figure out how to use Dawson Knox. Um, they, they've got to find a way to replace Cole Beasley on third down. They, they, they have not struggled up to this point. They're one of the best teams in the league on third down today mm-hmm. against a good defense. They had no answers in the second half. And Josh Allen played the worst game that he's played in two and a half, maybe three years. So all culminating to a whew, very, very frustrating performance. We've a lot to get through and a lot to unpack for this uh, post-game show. A 20-17 to loss to the Jets. We'll get you lots of locker room reaction. We're waiting on Josh Allen's post-game news conference, and that'll be followed by Sean McDermott's post-game news conference. We'll get around to McDermott. That coach's podium news conference will be brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. I want to take a quick look here before we get to Allen at the Skyworks stats of the game. Brought to you by Skyworks Equipment Rental, building America from the ground up. Visit SkyWorksLLC.com. On the day, Allen is 18 of 34, passing for 205 yards, 
no touchdowns, two interceptions. He was sacked five times. Allen, leading rusher, that's not a new story for this Bills team, nine carries for 86 yards, two rushing touchdowns, one of them coming on a 36-yarder. Devin Singletary, eight for 24. James Cook, four for 15. Isaiah McKenzie had one jet sweep for nine yards. Stephon Diggs, five receptions for 93 yards. All of that early in the ball game. First play of the game was a 40-some yarder to a 42-yarder to Diggs and never really got back to uh, finding uh, advantageous matchups or getting him open. And that's really it for the passing game. I mean, you know, a couple of catches for Davis, three for Knox, um, but a, a very... Oh, it's a very sloppy uh, afternoon on offense. It seemed like Allen just was either confused or not on the same page with receivers a couple of times. Uh, but the two interceptions were terrible decisions and bad throws. A couple of other quick stats on the Jets for you. 18 of 25 for 154 passing is Zach Wilson. He threw one touchdown, no picks, was only sacked twice. Tell you, a sneaky story in this game is that the Bills just really did not get a lot of pressure on him at all. Nope. They got, the ball got out of there fast all afternoon long, and they did a lot of damage on the ground, 174 yards total on the ground in this game on 34 carries for the Jets. That's led by Michael Carter with 76 yards on 12 carries, one score for him receiving-wise. Garrett Wilson led the way for the Jets with eight catches for 92 yards um, the picks, Nate. Like, what? What do you? What do you think happened on the picks? Did you just not see the guy on the first one, and the second one? Maybe Gardner does a good job of sort of baiting him. I think the first one was. I I don't know. I, I watched that play a couple of times. I I don't I don't know what he could have seen to make that throw. Um, that one you got to you got to dirt it, throw it out of bounds, get to the next play. The the second interception to Sauce Gardner, I think, is just a mental mistake, not understanding what coverage. I think he got fooled in coverage, um, and it's basic cover, too. He's got to know that there's a flat defender right there in Sauce Gardner, and he can't just loft one up. I mean, that was just right to him. So both interceptions tough, but, I mean, it just was all day. Josh Allen overthrowing guys. I mean, he should have had another interception in that fourth quarter yep. where he just lead an led an inbreaking route 15 yards ahead of the guy, and he was lucky that you know Whitehead didn't get his second interception of the day. It just was not... There was no easy answers for this Bills offense at all today. They had nothing to set a drive up, get themselves a first, you know, a second down and five, a second down and short. It was third and longs all afternoon. And, you know, they get in a and, – and, and first of all, I mean, the offensive line just got dominated at the point of attack. It's a very, very good Jets defensive line. Yep. But, my gosh, man, I mean, they just had no answers. Josh Allen was running for his life. Um, yeah, it was really the offense today. This was the worst offensive performance I've seen since the Jaguars game last year. A much better defense than that Jaguars defense. But, yeah, I just – I, I was disappointed in that Josh Allen did not execute tonight. I was disappointed in the play calling. This is the first time I looked at Ken Dorsey and said, I, I, I need more from the play caller. And do you have an example at the ready? Because I, I, I love when the, the play calling gets blamed. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> no, what, I, what, my, my thing with play calling today is there just wasn't a lot of easy layup opportunities for this team. Throw a screen pass, a tunnel screen. They're running yeah. a lot of man coverage. They're running two high safety looks. Get the ball out quick to Isaiah McKenzie. Where's he? Like, where's he after the catch? If he can't be Cole Beasley, get him on slip screens. Get him on slot screens, on bubble screens. Where are those easy? Like, they did it one time it, in the fourth quarter, right. and then they went away from it again. And it worked two times in a row. They a little gadget play with Isaiah McKenzie, Good. and they go to throw down the field again 
All right, Nate, well, you had an answer. Let's go to Josh Allen's uh, post-game news conference here uh, that is brought to you by, hang on, i got to get the sponsor. One sec. Uh, locker room audio, yeah. Um, Josh Allen here brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Here's the Bills quarterback. The first one, I just didn't see the guy. He was right behind the DN. Dawson was uh, kind of lashed on at the DN. I got my eyes back. Um, I kind of looked, and the guy was right behind the D, the defensive end. Didn't really see him there, and that's why I floated it. And the second one was just a, a brain fart. Um, yeah. Is this is there any connection? I mean, it's kind of a, I don't know, six quarters is probably too little to call a trend, but you go back to the second half of the Green Bay game. Is there something now that maybe teams are doing or whatever or something you're not seeing that – that you're struggling with? No, I just got to execute better. Um, that's on me. Josh, you were grabbing your elbow on that last drive after the strip sack. Um, did you hurt that on the strip sack? Uh, there's there's some slight pain, but we'll get through it. The second interception you referred to, sudden change with the bond uh, sack. Yeah. That, that kind of, uh, is it even more frustrating when the defense does make a play like that? 100%. You know, our defense goes out there, um, they strain their tails off, uh, get us a you know, turnover in the red zone, and I give it right back. That's something, you know, I can't do. You found uh, Zach Wilson on the end zone. Uh, I guess uh, what kind of words did you guys exchange, and what were your thoughts on his play today and, and just his overall development? Yeah, I just said uh, stay healthy. We'll, we'll see you guys again. Um, yeah, I mean, we played them, play them twice in our division, obviously. Um, yeah, that's all I said. You guys make a point about division games, 0-2 in the division now. How much does that... Obviously, impact you now going forward with these games almost count as two. Yeah, you want you want to win these. Obviously, these are the ones that uh, can make or break you. Um, good thing is everything that we still want's in front of us, and we'll have to let's put our foot forward and uh, put our head down, continue to work hard, and have a good week of practice and, and get ready for the next one. Josh Diggs uh, Diggs was on in the first half, but he never caught a pass. Well, not counting the one that didn't count, he didn't catch a pass after the middle of the second quarter. Were they doing something different with him, taking him away some way? Um, not necessarily. Um, again, we, we, we got to get him the ball. I got to get him the ball. Um, you know, whenever you got a guy like Stefan Diggs, you got you to find him the ball. So, you know, it's something we can learn from. What did you see on the first interception there when you guys were in the red zone? Like I said, I came out as a little naked. The DN was latched onto Dawson. Didn't see the DB behind him. DB latched off, or the DN latched off, and. Uh, I thought Dawson was out there by himself, and obviously he wasn't. Did you guys ever feel like you were in that kind of a rhythm that you usually like? I mean, usually, even if there's a slow start, you guys can kick it in. And did you ever feel like you really had everything humming? Or? Oh, I mean, that second second touchdown drive, I thought we uh, we were moving the ball and we were kind of going the no huddle stuff. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta find ways to to get back in the rhythm. Gabe Davis only gave Davis only two catches. What were they doing uh, to take him away, or is it something you guys didn't do? Uh, you know, I would say we didn't do. Um, you know, myself in front didn't do anything great today. You know, turn the ball over, it's going to do that to you. You only get so many drives in this in this league uh, during each game. You got to make them count, and um, I didn't do that tonight. Josh, does this qualify as a? Does this qualify as a kind of a slap in the face? A little bit, sort of like Jacksonville. It's, I mean, again, it's it's the NFL. These these guys that we're playing are, are a good team too. Um, they get paid just like us. So, you know, away away teams, you know, facing a, a crowd and we let them get get into it. You know, with the play that we had, um, we we made some mistakes. I made some mistakes tonight, and you know, it can't happen.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, the last one you're saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, just dropping back, just trying to make a play, and um, obviously didn't see the guy. And Again, uh, credit to these guys. They, they came out, they played hard, they had a good game plan. It's a, it's a well-coached team, and they, uh, they wanted it more than us tonight. I guess. There you go. That is Bills quarterback Josh Allen in his post-game meeting with the media. The Bills lose to the Jets 20-17 to to fall to 6-2 and on the 2022 season. We'll take a timeout here. Still have Sean McDermott's post-game news conference and, of course, your phone calls at 803-0550 as well as 888-550-2550. Nate Geary sitting in for Mike Shope. I'm the Bulldog, and you're listening to the Buffalo Bills post-game show on the Buffalo Bills radio network. The snap to Josh. Going to keep it and run on himself. Left side has a first down and more. Gets inside the 20, inside the 15, headed to the end zone, and he is in. Touchdown. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen just ran it in from 39 yards out. Wow. That is our electric play of the game, brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs as a 36-yard touchdown run from Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Maybe seemed like the Bills were going to have a regular run-of-the-mill decent day, and it just did not turn out that way. The Jets 20, the Bills 17. Welcome back into the postgame show, along with Nate Geary, who's sitting in for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog. Phone lines are available to you at 803-0550 as well as 888-550-2550. Nate, I believe we've got some callers waiting. Let's uh, let's fire that up here as we get to the Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's first response from the fans. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. Visit teamluzzy.com. What do we got, Nate? All right, let's go to Mike, who has been waiting patiently. Mike, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. Um, my my question is, you know, Josh says he has a brain fart. Um, you know, he, he had more than one, and I think it's best the play calling was suspect. You know, like you guys talked about earlier, they should have run a screen, you know, something other than just throwing it down the field. And these guys, like Gabe Davis, 
he has trouble catching the ball. I mean, I'm, I don't even know what to say about that. But the defense, defense looked porous today, and all these teams are going to start running on them. Um, I, I think that's going to be every team they face now is those that can run the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I think I don't worry about the run defense because of this offense. Yep. But when the offense has a day like today, you're susceptible to getting beat by a team that's only going to score twenty. I mean. I, I don't expect the Bills to only score 17 points in a ball game, no matter who they're playing, really. Um, so I, I try not to get hung up on the run defense, but on a day like today, it really hurt them because they, they could not get on track on offense, and the Jets were able to kind of do really whatever they wanted on the ground, and it won them the game. Yeah, and on top of that, on the last drive of the game, where you know they're trying to run the ball, seven carries from their three-yard line got down to the Bills' 20. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that is just you being gashed. Their run fits were terrible. They missed Matt Milano very badly. I mean, I know we were excited to see Terrell Bernard. He looked lost today. Yes, I agree. Let's go to Chance. Chance, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Chance. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Josh Allen has had six bad quarters of football, six. He had had the two uh, interceptions today. He also put the uh, ball on the ground twice, you know, on that last drive. Uh, He had Diggs wide open, not wide open, but he was open. Uh, on that go route, the mm. drive before the second one, he didn't hit him. You know, if, if you want, I, I know he's considered, you know, one of the best players in the league, which he is. But you know, this team hasn't won anything yet. Josh Allen hasn't won any awards except for runner-up to MVP. I don't want. It, I don't. I hope he's not getting too cocky. I hope this team's not getting too cocky. With just shotgun, nonstop, no creativity. The Jets had a little creativity today. I mean, I didn't see any creativity. Um, we spent one, one last point, and, and the, the defensive line is where this team just puts pick and money and pick and money in, and it, it, and they can't stop the run. You know what they're going to do. You know what's going to happen, and they can't stop it to save their lives. How about draft another receiver to help out uh, Diggs? Because Gabe Davis, I know we're all excited about him. He has not been right all year. He's dropping balls. McKenzie has been terrible all year. He has been awful. He didn't have a terrible game today, but he's been awful. I mean, how about use a pick on a speedy receiver? And this division is not a lock. I know Miami's defense isn't great, but, oh, my God, they are dangerous. They are so dangerous with a healthy Tua. This, this, the AFC East is not a lock. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Jen. Thanks, Chance. All right, Chance. Uh, I mean, there was a lot there. I, I don't know about too cocky uh, at all. I mean, they just – he Allen just was not sharp uh, in this game. I mean, the, the errant throws, the picks – um, so like, I, I'm, I'm listening to Nate, you know, offer up ideas on different plays to run and, and, I, and I'm all ears. Bottom line, I need my quarterback to hit some throws yep. too. I mean, that, that's it. You know, um, one of the reasons I sort of sometimes bristle at the knee jerk to, I got a play calling problem is it's a way to shield the player. And to me today, like Allen, Allen hurt them today. That's it. It's plain and simple. I think it's fair to say that. It doesn't mean to me he's overhyped uh, or full of himself, like the caller seems to be either implying or flat out saying. Um, but he he needs to be better when he is not at at the level they're accustomed to him being at. It really it really hurts their offense. Period. Yeah, and the thing, the corner I had thought really before the last six quarters the corner I had thought that he had turned was finding a level of consistency and not seeing those those sort of valleys to his peaks I mean we know what the peak is we know what the ceiling is but unfortunately there still is though there are those moments there are those games those quarters those extended periods where he's still 
making mistakes and making plays that you don't see the Mahomes of the world making. Now, I'm I'm not going to go here and tell you that the last six quarters doesn't mean that Josh Allen is as good as Patrick Mahomes anymore. He's not a good quarterback, but I mean it's it's just it was a tough it was a tough six uh six quarter run. Indeed. All right. Let's uh, thank you for the calls. By the way, we'll go to Sean McDermott now again. His post game news conference brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. Here is Sean McDermott. And then in position. Um, overall, uh, we didn't play well enough to win today, and um, that starts with me. Um, so we got to you know look at that and and uh, get into a be- better rhythm, whether it's better rhythm offensively or winning first downs. Um, and then the same thing on defense. Are you getting enough at wide receiver behind Diggs on a consistent basis? Uh, I mean, that's just something we got to continue to evaluate, Josh. And and uh, you know, listen, it can't be a one man show. I don't think it's a one man show, but there definitely needs to be um, you know more con- more consistency from some of the other positions and and uh, putting them in position as well. Um, and that and that starts with me again. So we got to put them in position to to be successful. That's the name of the game as a coaching staff. Sean, I, I know you're. Con- Concerned about everything, but the run defense. Looking at last week yep. against Green Bay, and then with the game on the line today, the way they were able to run the ball right at you. What level of concern do you have? Over yeah, that right I mean now? that's something we have to seriously look at. Um, you know, that's where the game starts up front, and 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 then run defense. You can't let, let, allow a team to run the ball on you like that. Um, so give credit to them. Coach, it's two turnovers for your last five. You're huge on ball security. That's not a trend you want to have. Yeah, you can't win the game. It's hard to win the game when you turn the ball over. We're sloppy with the football. Um, We had opportunities overall, and and we shot ourselves in the foot. Um, Give credit where credit's due. They they made more plays than we did, and in some ways we beat ourselves. So we've got to go back, reevaluate. You know, do we put them in position? Again, like I said, that, that starts with me. You assess the line of scrimmage battle on defense. What about on the offensive side of the ball? What was your view of that? Well, you know, I just I'll look at the tape, but I felt like we got a little bit too one-dimensional at times, and and uh, you know they've got a good defense and a good defensive front. So, um, you know, listen, we play them again. I don't want to get too much into the strategy at this point, but um, you know, obviously, it wasn't good enough. What's your specific to Josh and some of the decisions he's making with the football? And this again goes back to the second half last week. Um, what's your read on that? Yeah, I mean. You know, I trust Josh. I have ultimate trust in Josh. Um, you know, he's he's a heck of a football player. It's important to him. Um, so he knows. He knows that those are um, those are non-negotiable. Those those plays right there. It's going to happen from time to time, just by percentages and times you throw. Um, so just overall, it's just it's got to overall improve. Uh, Josh said he had some pain in his elbow. It looked like it got bent back pretty pretty far on that strip sack. Mm-hmm. Um, what is where, how, how is he feeling, and what do you think that this will be something that he'll have to deal with moving forward? Yeah, I, I know. You know, I, I haven't talked to Nate yet. I'm aware of it, but I have not gotten with Nate yet. Uh, so, as far as I know, he's still being evaluated. All right. Good. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Sean. The Bills head coach uh, following a 20-17 to loss 
at the Meadowlands in New Jersey to the New York Jets, dropping the Bills to six and two on the season. The Jets improved to six and three with the win, and I mean, a, a, a hell of a nice win for the Jets. I I was not taking the idea of them seriously uh, at all. Really, I, I thought the Bills would control this game and you know win comfortably, and it just did not go that way. Credit to the Jets; their defense really showed up and. You know, Nate just said it before we got to the uh, the news conference there, and, and we were talking to a couple of the phone callers to to run the ball from their own three yard line all the way down to field goal range to kick the winning field goal. Um, you know, with the game on the line was 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 tough to watch, but credit to them. I mean, they they did it. It was an impressive uh, an impressive show of force up front uh, for them to get down uh, like they did into field goal range, and then the Bills just couldn't really get going. They they had what looked like a a, a great start to that drive that was undone by a holding penalty on Deion, Daw- Deion Dawkins, and then. Uh, Quesenberry, the right tackle, got beat clean by Huff, and he strip sacked, and now it's you know third and twenty-one, fourth and twenty-one, and I mean just good luck. Um, uh, just a tough, just a tough day uh, overall. Did did you think, Nate, on either of those long throws at the end, that the Bills receivers Diggs and Davis, there was one to each of them, yep. could have battled a little more and 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 maybe done more to maybe draw some contact and potentially get a flag. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm also, I mean, I talk about maybe the most frustrating sequence I have ever seen was after the sack fumble, them just burning 40 seconds off the clock. What walking around, waiting, like looking to wait. I mean, that was to me one of the most frustrating sequences of the game is there's zero urgency to get back onto the ball to call a play. It's third down or it's fourth down and long. Like you, you got to make, you got to go out there and make a play. Um, so yeah, I, I, that, that was a very frustrating final sequence. Listen, I mean, at the end of the day, they didn't make enough plays. I mean, Gabe Davis had a couple of tough drops in this game, but like yeah. Josh Allen hit him in. The, that was an unbelievable throw right after he's shaking his arm out. You're like, is Allen hurt? Then he goes out and throws the longest throw in six years in the air, 69.3 yards in the air, which is the longest the NFL has seen through the air in six seasons, hits him in the chest in stride, and he drops it. Just kind of the story of the game for Gabe Davis, if you ask me. Yeah, they they're receiving. We're, I think we're going to be spending a lot of time this week on our local shows talking Ooh. about Odell Beckham Jr. because the the receiving depth. I mean, you started the show saying Cole Beasley isn't here anymore. A dependable third down option doesn't seem to really exist. They don't have like a, a go to play or series of plays or guy that they feel like they can count on to get those first downs when they really need to keep the chains moving. And it showed up big time there. You mentioned the Davis drops. It's um it's it's looking it's looking kinda kinda skint there on, on the, at the receiver position. So um news today from Jay Glazer of Fox was that Beckham expects to be cleared health wise by the, you know this week. So maybe that'll really uh really heat up and get moving again. Uh twenty to seventeen is the final score. The Bills fall to the New York Jets. We'll have plenty of time for more of your calls and reaction to this one at eight oh three oh five fifty as well as eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. We'll get still some more locker room sound later on. 
on in the show, but we've already heard from the quarterback and the coach. Nothing certain about Allen shaking his arm and feeling some pain. Allen downplayed it. If you missed his post-game presser, it was short, and he was pretty brief with his comments, uh, but said, you know, there, there was some discomfort there, but he'll have to get through it or words to that effect. We'll take a time out here. More of your calls on the way. Again, the Bills fall 20-17 to 17 to the Jets, along with Nate Geary, who's in for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog. This is Buffalo Bills football. The Buffalo Bills fell to 0-2 in the AFC East and 6-2 on the season after their 20-17 loss at the hands of the New York Jets on the road this afternoon. The offense having a rough go of it. Josh Allen was only 18-34 of for 205 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions in this one for Allen, who did lead the team in rushing by far. 86 yards, two scores on the ground on nine carries. Stephon Diggs led the way with all receivers, 93 yards on five catches. Meanwhile, the Jets' offense was good enough in this one. Zach Wilson efficient throughout today. Only 154 yards, but a touchdown, no interceptions one week after tossing three of them. Wilson did lean a lot on Garrett Wilson in this game, the rookie wideout, 92 yards on eight receptions. Michael Carter adding 76 yards and a touchdown on the ground on 12 carries. The Bills did not have much affect them in the short term here. They do still hold the one seed in the AFC as well as the AFC East, but now the division has bottlenecked pretty good here. The Dolphins and Jets sitting at 6-3, and three, just a half game back of Buffalo, while New England is now at 5-4. and four. Injury report from this game, defensive end Greg Rousseau left in the first half, did not return, though he did remain with his helmet on on the sideline. Cornerback Kair Elam did return late in a game after suffering an ankle injury. And on that last drive, Allen himself was seen shaking his arm after suffering a strip sack on the final drive. More will be reported on that one as the week goes on. Around the NFL, the Dolphins just a half game back of Buffalo after surviving the Bears in a shootout, 35-32 New England. Again, at 5-4 and four now after a 26-3 win over the Colts earlier today. Elsewhere around the league, the Lions upsetting the Packers 15-9. The Jaguars coming back against the Raiders 27-20. The Bengals double up Carolina 42-21, while the Chargers squeak by Atlanta 20-17. Two games underway at the moment. The Bucks lead the Rams 3-0. Meanwhile, it's 7-3 for the Cardinals over Seattle. This update brought to you by Independent Health, Well Beyond Insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. I'm Derek Kramer. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Takes the snap, play action, throwing deep, looking for Diggs, downfield, makes the catch at the 20, and he's knocked out of bounds at the 13-yard line. First play from scrimmage. Nice long pass to Stephon Diggs, and the Bills are off and running, and uh, should be a nice, easy afternoon. So much for that. This is our eye on the quarterback, by the way. That was the long completion of the day from Allen to Diggs. Eye on the quarterback brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business, is protecting your business. On the day, again, quickly, Allen, 18 of 34 for 205, passing, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Passing, he did run for two scores as part of his nine-carry, 86-yard day. One of those was a 36-yard scamper for the Bills' first points of the day. 20-17 to 17 is the final. The Bills lose to the Jets, and you just heard Derek there with the update. It's um, it's tightening up in the AFC East. The Bills at 6-2. and two. You've got the Jets 
and the Dolphins now at six and three. Neither team has had their bye yet, and the Patriots are at five and four with a win today uh, as well for them. Nate Geary is in for Mike Shope today. Uh, I am the Bulldog, and this is the postgame show. Um, do we have more folks who are waiting to talk to us, Nate? We sure do. Let's, uh, let's go to Chris. He's been waiting very patient. Uh, Chris, you're on the postgame show. Chris, you there? Hello? Yep, you're on the postgame show. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to talk about Tremaine Edmonds. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, you were breaking up there. Why don't you try back? Let's go to Devin. Devin, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Devin. Uh, thank you for taking my call. First You're time, welcome. long time. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about why did they not take a timeout before the two-minute warning. They shouldn't have got to that point where they needed it, but that could have really helped them on the last drive of the game. And also, I want to mention that I'm a wounded veteran, and I support America USA. Thanks, Devin. Appreciate the All call. Right. Congratulations, and, and thank you for your service. Um um, t- timeout timing. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have much to offer there. Yeah, I don't have the brain capacity to get too much into that. Let's go to Steve, who's been waiting patiently. Steve, you're on the post game show. Welcome. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. Hey, just want to talk about uh, basically the uh, our receivers behind Diggs. Uh, doesn't seem like the Bills really have anybody that can uh, con- get open and. Uh, catch consistently i think uh, losing sanders is uh hurt i think davis uh so far this season has shown he's a better number three wide receiver than he is number two you nailed it perfectly about uh you know bills are missing D- uh, beasley i know they tried uh, with mckenzie and crowder but that experiment's failed uh knox is underperformed this year and uh i really hope uh von's recruitment of obj uh comes through because we need a consistent uh Number two wide receiver, especially in the pass heavy uh, offense. I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on all that. Thanks, Dave. I, I think that's definitely right. And I, I have already said, I think we'll be spending a lot of time this week talking about Odell Beckham Jr. There was news about him earlier today. Jay Glazer of Fox reported that he expects to be medically cleared this week. So the, the teams that have been in pursuit of him, I would expect that that will get active this week. And off a game like this, you're, you're going to be talking a lot about receiving depth because th- we've already covered it. I mean, Davis is Davis is not dependable right now. He is he is dropping the ball, and I mean, you just can't you just can't have that. Um, you know, especially on a day where the margins are so slim here. Um, so they need they need something else in that receiving core right now that they're just not getting because it's it's really it's digs. And there's the odd big play to Davis, but like you know, moving the chains, just consistently making throws and 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 pitch and catch, it doesn't really seem to be there right now. Yeah, and another game where targets were there for Gabriel Davis: five targets, two receptions. The efficiency in which Allen and and, and Davis are able to connect to me is a concerning thing. I mean, last week he had like ten targets and three catches. He he continually gets targets, and he's not. He's not really, frankly, earning the targets at this point because he's, he's there's drops, there's miscommunications. But to me, the, the guy I'm going to continue to look at is Dawson Knox. I'm just I'm I am baffled at their inability to get him going in these games. I mean, early in the first half, there's no creativity with him. That's really where I'm going on the mm-hmm. on the play calling side of things. Is you got to find ways to get him involved in games. He's a mismatch, and then. You know, I I don't know. They they didn't really scheme up much with the running backs either. You know, there was one jet sweep in this game. Otherwise, they tried to drop back, you know, 34 times more so, and they couldn't protect. 
So you've got to pivot. You've got to, you know, you, you, you've got to adapt to what the game is, is bringing you. And, and, and to this point, Bulldog, I, I really like that part of Ken Dorsey's game. That's why I'm looking at this game as a bit of an anomaly. I looked at the second half last week the same. But eventually, six quarters now, yeah. how many quarters are we going to say, well, the, maybe this isn't an anomaly? They, they, their first scripted 10 plays are very good. And they've, they've been the best third quarter team in football, except for the last two weeks. He's Nate Geary sitting in for Mike Schaub today. I am the Bulldog. We'll take another time out here. Still lots more coverage to go. I mean, Nate's with me here for another hour of this, and then he's got his own overtime show after that as well. So a lot of coverage, a lot of time for you to, uh, you know, Get, get your get your voice heard at 803-0550 as well as 888-550-2550. The Bills lose to the Jets. 20-17 to is the final. We'll take a timeout, come back, and take more of your calls as we make our way towards 6 o'clock here. This is Buffalo Bills football. The Buffalo Bills fell to 0-2 in the AFC East and 6-2 on the season after their 20-17 to loss at the hand. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. of the New York Jets on the road this afternoon. The offense having a rough go of it. Josh Allen was only 18 of 34 for 205 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions in this one for Allen, who did lead the team in rushing by far. 86 yards, two scores on the ground on nine carries. Stephon Diggs led the way with all receivers, 93 yards on five catches. Meanwhile, the Jets offense was good enough in this one. Zach Wilson efficient throughout today. Only 154 yards, but a touchdown, no interceptions one week after tossing three of them. Wilson did lean a lot on Garrett Wilson in this game, the rookie wideout, 92 yards on eight receptions. Michael Carter adding 76 yards and a touchdown on the ground on 12 carries. The Bills did not have much affect them in the short term here. They do still hold the one seed in the AFC as well as the AFC East, but now the division has bottlenecked pretty good here. The Dolphins and Jets sitting at 6-3, and three, just a half game back of Buffalo, while New England is now at 5-4. and four. Injury report from this game, defensive end Greg Rousseau left in the first half, did not return, though he did remain with his helmet on on the sideline. Cornerback Kair Elam did return late in a game after suffering an ankle injury. And on that last drive, Allen himself was seen shaking his arm after suffering a strip sack on the final drive. Around the NFL, the Dolphins just a half game back of Buffalo after surviving the Bears in a shootout, 35-32 New England. Again, at 5-4 and four now after a 26-3 win over the Colts earlier today. 
elsewhere around the league. The Lions upsetting the Packers 15-9. The Jaguars coming back against the Raiders 27-20. The Bengals double up Carolina 42-21, while the Chargers squeak by Atlanta 20-17. Two games underway at the moment. The Bucks hold a 3-0 lead on the Rams. That one's still in the first quarter. Meanwhile, second quarter action right now in an NFC West tilt as Seattle holds a 10-7 lead on Arizona. Scores from around the league brought to you by UPS Stores of West New York. Every ing for small business all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. for tuning in today i am the bulldog along with nate geary who's filling in for mike shope today this is the buffalo bills post game show the bills lose to the jets 20 to 17 we'll get right back into your calls and get your reaction on this one but before we do that we want to give our stations along the line here 10 seconds to identify themselves Sports Radio 550 WTR Buffalo, WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls, Buffalo, 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. 20-17, to 17, the final. The Bills drop a second division game. Of course, they lost back earlier this year in Miami, so 0-2 in the division so far. Both losses coming on the road. They'll get both of those teams again, of course, and still have two to come with the New England Patriots. We got uh, we got folks waiting there again, Nate. We certainly do. We can go to Neil. Neil, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Neil. Gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. I greatly appreciate it. You're welcome. You know this game was an embarrassment, and I got to tell you something. Josh Allen, quite frankly, looked like a rookie quarterback. You have two interceptions, and he basically should have had three. And the bottom line with this team, and I think this was exposed today, this is a team that cannot handle physicality in the trenches. That last drive, they run the ball nine times for 90 yards and are getting gouged, absolutely gouged in, in the running game. Th- this team just on the surface lacks physicality. We spent all this money in the offseason, Harrison Phillips and all these guys on the interior, for the interior defensive line to, to prevent us from getting beat by the Derrick Henrys and the Jonathan Taylors of this world. And the fact is, is that I think this game exposed two major weaknesses. One, the physicality in the trenches that we lack on both sides of the ball because the Jets front four today – uh, got into the backfield and, and made Josh Allen's life uncomfortable. And second, and, and I think that the bigger thing is we really have one receiver and a bunch of two-and-a-halves. We don't have receivers that are good enough to be a number two receiver, but they're slightly better than a number three. And the fact is is that we have Stephon Diggs and we have all these other receivers who are too inconsistent and prevent – I mean, this is the, the, mostly the best offense in football. And when it's clicking, it is. But if you don't have that second receiver opposite of Stephon Diggs or not using Dawson Knox, as you mentioned earlier, it's going to hold us back. And I think this is going to be seen by other teams as a template on how you're going to beat the Bills. You basically rush four, you drop seven guys in the zone, and, and, you, and Josh Allen has that tendency of wanting to be the gunslinger and do too much and throws costly picks. And you can't lose to what you can't lose to the Jets. They lose 13, they've lost 13 straight games in the division. This is not a team you want to give momentum to. And to me, this was just a game, and I, I hope this is a one-off, but I saw things in this game to me that, that are sort of structural problems as opposed to just one game in. Your thoughts? Well, I, I, I'll be interested to see um, if teams can win using this formula. Good the, luck. The, big, the big key is to hold the Bills to 17 points, and I just don't think that's going to happen that often. I mean, everything you said is correct in my opinion. 
Um, the Bills are not a stout, strong team. They did. You said Harrison Phillips. I think you misspoke. They let him go, switched him out, let Starla Tule go. They brought back Jordan Phillips, brought in Daquan Jones, brought in Tim Settle Jr. They revamped the interior of this defensive line. And at the start of the year, it looked like they were going to be unblockable. Uh, but teams have found a way. But it's a formula that requires you to really D up on this Bills offense. And that's a very tough thing to do. The Jets did it today. It really, you know, it worked. Um, I, I don't know uh, that I sense a crisis here stylistically because, you know, the, Bill, the Bills, look, if they're going to win and win big, it's going to be because they have the potency, the, the, the finesse game on offense that they have, the passing game. They do not bludgeon people up front. They're more athletic up front with guys getting out, you know, pin and pull, get Mish Morse out in space. That is their, that is their strength mm-hmm. running the ball. They are not going to just line up and blow you off the ball. It's not how they're built. No, and let me tell you, the Jets blitzed two times today. They got home with four, and not every team can drop back and get home with four. The Bills have been living that way all year. That's how their defense has been successful. And when the offense is not scoring points, it, that allows the other the other team to establish and continue establishing. And, and listen, when you get to the fourth quarter, that's when teams can start to hit you in the run game. But, like, the idea that the Bills can't stop the run and haven't all year, I mean, go back to week three or week four or whatever when they beat Tennessee 41-7. to Derrick Henry had 13 carries for 25 yards and a, and a yard and 1.9 yards per carry. Like, they've shown that there's a blueprint for them to stop the run. And it's not because they're going to overpower offensive lines, but they've got a run fit. They they didn't run fit for the second week in a row. And I blame a lot of that on the rookie linebacker who just at times just got absolutely washed inside, huge cutback lanes. And, you know, like you missed the, one of the best linebackers in the league today, Matt Milano. And listen, I talked about this pregame, Bulldog. I don't know about the cocky conversation, but this is the second game this year that the Bills decided, eh, we're not going to play our best players. We're mm-hmm. like, like they were the LA Clippers, you know, having guys on pitch counts and load like they're the NBA yeah. load management. Like yeah. you haven't won anything yet. You, like treating these games, they treated Pittsburgh like that and they blew them out. But treating these games as opportunities, like if Jordan Poyer seventy five percent, he could go. He's got to go. Like you know, like, and same with Matt Milano, an oblique injury. If it's the Chiefs, is Matt if, is Matt Milano playing? If the answer is yes, he's got to be playing today. Yeah, I, I hear you. You know, I mean, I'm I'm torn on that point, though, because I think playing the long game with these important guys, I mean, there's no question they missed those guys today. Bernard, a guy, I, I've said before, I think he will be a starting linebacker on this team next year because I don't think they're going to keep both Milano and Edmonds at, at big, big contracts. Milano already has one. Edmonds will be qualifying for one. And so, the, you know, that's a player that I've been excited to see get on the field. And that did not go well today at all uh, for him. He had a very tough time. And the Bills really didn't get burned down the field, you know. So I don't know how much they missed Poyer. Certainly, I don't think they missed him much in the passing game. Um, But I, I, I can respect them slow playing guys. In, in, a, in a game like this, knowing what their ultimate goals are. I mean, I hear you. There's a case to be made. It's, 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 it, there's an argument to be had, I think, uh, about it. And, you know, the trick is here, Nate, we don't really know. 
like how close guys were, whether they were conservative with them or they really had no shot at playing either. Um, but I'm, I'm inclined to recognize that if they were playing a more marquee opponent, that guys would have probably found a way to strap it up and get out there. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Go back to Tony. Tony, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Tony. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Man, this game activated my scar tissue from Super Bowl twenty-eight with the, the visions of Emmett Smith just running. I, I give our defense a lot of credit for at least not completely breaking. Uh, secondly, I hope Josh Allen's okay. Third, this is a big thing. Whether it's 1922, 1982, or 2022, if you cannot run the football at the same time, not be able to stop the run, you're not going to win a lot. They got away with it last week. But this team should be taught a lesson because, like you said, we're built a little bit differently. To me, we're like the Dan Marino Miami Dolphins. In 20 years, would you remember a running back from them from, from his era? You really can't. You think of Dan Marino and the great receivers and the defense with strength was on the back end. Now, I know our team has been trying to change that. But I, I, if anything, I'm not saying to become a running team, but like a high-powered passing team that can run the football when it's needed. Because still, we're still in the same spot we've been the last three seasons. We cannot consistently run the football when we need it to happen. And they're the best team in the league! <laughs> They're the best team in the league. I know they lost today, and I know we're frustrated, but like, they can't win if they don't learn how to run and stop the run? Have you been watching the last two and a half seasons? They have won a ton of games. They're the Super Bowl favorite built this way. Like, don't get hung up on what they don't do well. What they didn't do well today was throw the ball all over somebody. That's how they're going to win. They are not going to change in the middle of this season into some other kind of team. They did not go try to trade for a 250-pound running back so they can bludgeon opponents into submission. That's not who they are, man. Yep. I mean, I, I, I get it. it it's, it's tough to watch a team get just run, just run over down the field with the game on the line. I hear you, right? A stop would be nice there. But a game like this to me is not – it's not a sustainable blueprint. I, I, I just do not think teams are going to be able to hold this Bills passing game down on a regular basis. The Jets did today, and, you know, Allen wasn't sharp and was maybe confused on a few plays, and it hurt them. And they deserve all the criticism in the world for their performance today. To critique the build of the team and the style of the team and say something so absolutely absurd that they can't win this way – after the two and a half seasons we've just watched, is is it's just nuts to me. Yeah, and like, <clears throat> if you want to compare, I just saw this tweet. The Jets averaged 5.1 yards per play today. The Bills averaged 5.2 yards per play today. Josh Allen threw two interceptions. That's it. I mean, it you can't you can't turn the football over, and this team has been flirting with it all year. I mean, in Week One against LA, did they win because they established the run in the second half? No, they turned the ball over twice early, and then Josh Allen went Superman and turned his game around. That that didn't happen in this game. Now, you know, are they going to every single week be able to just throw the football over the yard? No, the other team gets paid too, and there's good defenses in the league. But, like, th- there is something to be said about 
you know, anyone else other than Josh? Like, mm-hmm. Josh and Diggs? And if, if Josh Allen can't run the football, this team can't run for the most part. Now, you know, maybe like last week, Singletary had a couple nice runs in the middle, but the problem is is they're, when they try to run the, the football, they're as predictable as any team stylistically running the football as you're getting in the league. W- what is Singletary doing when he's in the backfield? He's running between the tackles. There was a play that he, on a pitch to the left, had, op- had I mean, Bulldog, wide open on the edge, and he cut it inside. I mean, he had two lead blockers, Mitch Morse and Roger Saffold, running to the edge, and he cut inside of them for a two-yard gain. If that's anybody, like with any amount of athleticism and speed, they're taking it to the edge and they're gone. And that, to me, is what this offense is missing. That's why you go and get a Naeem Hines who runs a 4-3-8. And and I, I need to start seeing more of James Cook. He looked good today. I liked when he touched the ball today. They were running outside zone with him. So... You know, I don't know. I, it, did they lose today because they didn't establish the run? Get out of there with that. I mean, that that's just nonsense. They didn't throw the football effectively. They yeah, turned the ball over twice. There, there, there are. It's not to say that it's not a valid thought that you could you could win some different ways. And when sure. your passing game isn't working, you know, could you could you know would it, would it be better for everyone if they could run it with more authority? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I acknowledge that, but that is not changing. Like to me, you're you're we're we're missing the point if we're obsessing about their inability to stop the run or run. Did it get them beat today? Yes, but it also got them beat today because their passing game fell flat, and that is their meal ticket. That is what is going to win them the division, the conference, the Super Bowl. It's gonna be Josh Allen's right arm, and you want to start attacking problems. I think focusing on pass catchers that are dependable and open and where they're supposed to be and on the same page with the quarterback, that is, to me, what I'm going to worry about. And, and I know that might seem a little ridiculous on a day where you gave up 170, whatever they gave up on the ground, to the New York Jets. But the reason that works today is because Allen was sloppy and just they couldn't get other guys – available and when they were they dropped the ball and you know what and bulldog when you, that's a losing recipe when your quarterback throws two interceptions and plays sloppy and scores 20 points he's probably going to lose the same thing happens in kansas city i just literally described what happened a couple of weeks ago in kansas city you know patrick mahomes didn't play his best game he threw two interceptions they scored 20 points and they lost like that is a recipe to beating every great offense who has ever lived, yep. right? Like, this is not unique to the Bills. It happens to Patrick Mahomes. It happens to Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Like, it happens to these – when you build your identity around the pass and one or two teams can slow you down, yeah, like, th- that's the recipe for their Super Bowl. They're not switching to a running team. They're not going to turn around and run the ball 30 times a game. If they do, I'll – you know, they're going to be pitchforks and, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. More phone calls? Should we do more of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we got. Yeah, we yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're good. Let's go to Joe. Joe, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Joe. Yes. Um, I'm not going to bring up the running game. That seems to be a touchy <laughs> subject today. But I guess I will bring up the the control and the, you know you've got to have control of the offensive and de- you know how many times you have you heard that when you were growing up as a oh you've got to win the offensive and defensive line of scrimmage and and today the Bills did neither they didn't win either side and they got uh, you know, and and I know that guy they have in the middle there for for the Jets is good 
but, you know, hey, you know, you scheme all week and you got to figure something out. And I don't know if that's getting Josh Allen maybe some more rollouts or what have you. But, uh, and then my second point is <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds, uh, is this five year experiment going to end anytime soon? I mean, I don't care if they trade him for some kid's bag of marbles or and his goldfish at this point. I'm. Get, get rid of this guy. I, he doesn't. He doesn't make big plays. He, he had he an interception that got called back. I don't know if you looked at the stat sheet today, but the first what was it? Six tacklers were all secondary. Leading tacklers on on the team today were all second um, uh, uh, personnel yeah. on the team. Yeah. The, hey Joe, secondary. It's like. You're not going to win very many games if you can't make some tackles up front on your line of scrimmage. And and Tremaine Edmonds, he just does not make enough big plays. Yeah, he's always assists on a tackles, and he's always in the picture, and he always looks good for TV. But sooner or later, you've got to make some big plays, get some fumbles, get some sacks, do something. Thank you for the call, Joe. Um, look, look. I, <sighs> criticizing them for not being able to run or stop the run to me isn't invalid and it and it, it if it's touchy it's because the previous caller it was just such an absolute to say they can't win this way they have been winning this way this is how they win so it just doesn't make any sense to me it, today it hurt them they they got their asses kicked up front i don't yeah. think anybody's trying to deny i'm not trying to deny that that happened i watched i know i know that what 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 happened up front today and it, and it hurt them but to me, it's not. It doesn't mean that their the, the build is flawed. I mean, you know, when their quarterback gives the ball away, they're going to lose. Yeah, and like you know, Josh Allen threw two interceptions. They might as well be Tremaine Edmonds's fault. I mean, what isn't Tremaine Edmonds's fault? I just, I, I, I'm just so tired of the conversation around Tremaine Edmonds because no matter what he does, they could win forty-one to seven against the Tennessee Titans, and someone will say, well. You know, it was Tremaine Edmonds. Otherwise, they would have had zero points in this game. Yeah, I don't. I just. I don't. I don't really understand the the whole conversation around him. He has second leading tackler on the team. People will tell you that tackles don't matter when you're trying to defend Tremaine Edmonds, and then they'll call you and tell you that he didn't get enough tackles in a game. You know, so it just. I. I don't know. I, I just don't know how to have a conversation around the guy because nobody can have it in good faith. So I just. You know, I, I, am I blaming Tremaine Edmonds? No. Like. No, I'm not blaming Tremaine Edmonds for them giving up all those. Their, their defensive line has played pretty poor football for six straight quarters after playing five really good games. Their last six quarters of football, I, Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier got to get back to the drawing board on this defensive line. It has not been good the last six quarters. I, I don't think that there's any arguing that. And I already said earlier today, like the way the year started, I mean, thought like, wow, these guys are, they are going to be a handful up front, yeah. right? So the, the the reinforcements that were brought in, Jones and Settle and Phillips coming back, um, even Shaq Lawson, and, you know, just a very, a very tough day. Uh, and really, like you said, Nate, a tough six quarters, yeah. uh, I, I think. Yeah, and they're, I, right now, I, one of the big issues, Bulldog, is teams are using their aggressiveness against them. Ad Oliver flies upfield, and they're running right in where they're replacing him. And, you know, Daquan Jones can only take on so many double teams. They need, they need help in that other defensive tackle position. I, I need a little bit more from Ed Oliver. I do. I, I, think we, I think everybody needs a little bit more from Ed Oliver right now. He's not had 
this season, I think a lot of people were expecting him to have. He's good I on did third not down. Even see right? Him one time right? today. He's good on third down when you ask him to rear his head, you know, his ears back and get upfield at the quarterback. But he's a liab and has been a liability in the run game since he's been in the NFL. Let's go to Ed. Ed, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Ed. Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Yep, you're welcome. Uh, I've had to li- I've had to listen to the Patriots fans here for many many years. I grew up in Buffalo and live here and outside of Boston, but still follow the Bills. And I know what's going to happen tomorrow morning. Folks are going to call into the local Boston shows and say, "Hey, listen, uh, Patriots have a better record in the division than the Bills do." But guys, last time I checked, division record doesn't uh, result in division. Uh, no, yeah, sure, yeah. Let, let, yeah let, let, let them crow about that. It, it'll be fun for now. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, but listen, I mean, look at the schedule they have left to go here. There's only two possible losses. And yeah, you could argue today wasn't going to be one, shouldn't have been one of those. I got it. I got it. But the strength of schedule or weakness of schedule the Bills have in front of them is, is, is it's a pretty weak schedule. The only possible losses you have out there, realistically, guys, I think you'd agree with this, would be at Cincinnati and possibly at New England. Belichick's always mm-hmm. a, a little bit tricky and uh, up here. So I think you've got a pretty good glide path. They looked a little flat in the second half of the Packers game, and they, obviously they played flat today. But I think you give them the bye weekend, they're going to come out hungry. That, that's how the Pats came out, or the Jets came out last, this week, actually, after you know a game they should have won against the Patriots. So I uh, – I think it's going to be fine, and and you know what the they know what the goal is. The goal is they got to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs if they want a shot of getting to the promised land. So right, and what, and what you really hope today is that you know a, a loss to the Jets here in uh, in week uh, week nine doesn't you know doesn't trip you up. They they've built a lead, they still have a lead, so like no, nothing fell apart today. But it definitely was not. It, it was a loss I did not see coming. Nope, I, I just did not. I, you know, I, I said, you know, for whatever this is worth, apparently not much. Like, I didn't expect, like, a, a flat line. And I don't think we really got a flat line. We got mistakes that, that cost them. I mean, that cost them points. You know, I mean, they, they gave up points with a turnover close to their own goal line. They had a, a, a turnover close to the Jet goal line that cost them points. And you lost by three, you know. So, um Look, it, it was it was kind of a slog, and and it's weird. Like it wasn't a game that started that way, but it 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 certainly got that way. And the whole second half was just a real struggle. I mean, Diggs, what Diggs had ninety three yards at halftime. Yeah, and then not another ball the targeted the day. targeted one time on the last drive. Tough, 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 tough. All right, we'll keep going here. We've got uh, more time for your calls, 803-0550, 888-550-2550. We've got a couple of more locker room interviews to share with you before we're done with uh, this part of the show, the network postgame show. Uh, the beat will go on for a couple of hours after that. Nate will continue once we get to the top of the hour. But still time for you here on the network postgame show if you want to get in. Again, the number, 803-0550. I am the Bulldog along with Nate Geary, and this is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Takes the snap, play action, throwing deep, looking for digs, downfield, makes the catch at the 20, and he's knocked out of bounds at the 13-yard line. Stefan Diggs was voted the difference maker of the game by Murph and Eric Wood at the end of the game, and the difference maker of the game is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than a 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Glad to have you along with us here 
on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. The Bills drop one in New Jersey to the Jets. 20-17 to is the final. Nate Geary is in for Mike Shope today. I am the Bulldog. The phone number is 803-0550 as well as 888-550-2550. We have some player interviews for you still to come closer to the top of the hour, and then Nate Geary will continue uh, here on the Overtime Show in uh, in Buffalo. And you can, of course, check that out online at the Odyssey app or WGR550.com if you are so inclined to listen in that way. <sighs> How you holding up back there? Uh, you know, I'm well. I just got I got like two and a half hours left of this. I'll be otherwise, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe check on me later. You know, if you got any, if you got any good treats at home, you know, I don't know if you. Oh, I got treats. Yeah, well, if you know, gonna, I mean, I'm gonna be into the treats. I'm, 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 I'm a friend. Remember, we don't live that. We don't live that far away. We don't live that far away. This is all over. <laughs> Go to Walter. Hey, feel free to stop by. I all got right. treats. I got refrigerated treats and uh, and all kinds of Halloween leftovers too. So, you love it. All right, let's yeah. have Walter save us from ourselves. Walter, you're on the postgame show. Welcome. Hey, gentlemen. Um, I, 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 I agree that this team is going gonna, is gonna to live and die on the arm of Josh Allen. Um, but, but at some point, I, I just think, I just think the, the coaches need to, to see what's going on. I mean, going into halftime, you know, I've, I've watched enough football in, in, in my 60 years to know that, that, that the formula that the, the – that the Jets used was going to be the one that was going to carry them in the second half. Uh, you know, Allen, Allen, you know, he, he threw his interceptions. He just didn't seem to have it today. A uh, running game being Allen was working. We scored two touchdowns. How about some sort of adjustments to, to get some, 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 some jet sweeps and to focus a bit on the running. I mean, isn't it just the Jets one of the best, uh, passing defenses and worse running defenses, like like, shouldn't the coaches make some adjustments to to kind of capitalize on that? I, I don't know. Like you guys know your football better than I, but I, I was going crazy the second half. I mean, I was just it's like like this can't be happening. I mean, we we had the situation against uh, the Packers, and and they were too far behind, but they they ran it down our throats. And I'm thinking, where are the adjustments, guys? I mean, you help me with this. I, I, I know we're not a running team. I understand yep. that. But when the pass isn't happening, don't we have to make some changes? Well, you know, Walter, I appreciate it. And, and I, I wouldn't assume that I – I won't speak for Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate played. Um, know more about football than you. Um, I mean, I think you and I probably have very similar, like, experiences just watching football and talking about football and thinking about football. So, um, I mean, I appreciate the compliment. But, you know, don't, don't assume that. Um, look, I, what, they did, what, they, what they did today didn't work. So yes, they should should they have pivoted to something else. Nate, you had a couple of ideas right at the right at the hop of the show today about some different things they even could have done in the passing game, not just, you know, hand it off because if they're if they're not good at that, I don't know what good pivoting to running more is going to do if you're not a good running team to begin with, which they're not. But some different concepts within the passing game um I think maybe could have helped Nate. Yeah, they really just refused to get off the vertical passing game and the deep passing game. They really wanted to attack the Jets 
in the deep half of the field. They wanted to attack him over the middle. They wanted to attack him on the sidelines. And they really stayed away from the intermediate throws. They stayed away from the easy layups, the screen passes, the dump downs, the designed, you know, what you're talking about is the extension of the run game. And that's something we've talked about for a while here, right? Like if you can't run the football, use the plays that are the extension of the run. Get McKenzie out on jet sweeps. Get the, mm-hmm. you know, motion. And like, yeah, I, I would agree. I, that, that was a disappointing and frustrating part of this game is not just, you know, if your quarterback doesn't have his A ball, he didn't have his fastball today. Well, Jet, you know, you got to be able to – you're going to know early in football games whether or not Josh or any quarterback is on it. And when they're not, you kind of got to scrap the playbook and go back to, you know, some basic stuff and just try to sustain drives. That was the part to me that was so frustrating, especially in the second half, is they were not able to sustain drives. And they were leaving – a lot A lot of Sam uh, – what's his name? What is the, what's the punter's name? <laughs> Sam – Martin. Martin. Yes, I wanted to say Sam Hunt, for God's sakes. I don't even know the puncher's freaking name. You know, so that it's not like this long sustained problem of not being able to, you know, sustain drives. I, I can't even name the puncher's name. Yeah. I just checked to make sure it is. Yeah, no, right. thank you. I, I appreciate it because I genuinely did not know. So no offense to, to Sam Martin. Sam Martin. I almost said Parker. Jeez. Wow, get it together! I know, there. I know. You'll be all right. All right. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Jamie. Hey, Bulldog Nate, immense amount of respect for you guys, but literally first for what? down. <laughs> well, for for doing what you do, but first down, no running back in the backfield. Run the ball. Time of possession wins the football game. We did not do that today. That is the reason why the Bills lost. I appreciate your take about us being a pass first offense. But we need to establish a run in order to be a dominant team that's going to win the Super Bowl. We, we went out and traded for a running back on trade deadline, and he doesn't play as many plays as we need him. We need to establish a run. We need to be dominant. We need to be an overall better offense by running the ball. So, please, I appreciate the take, but on first down, when there's no running back in the backfield, what are we doing? Run the ball. I also respect you greatly. Thank you for the call. Yes. Justin, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Justin. Hey, guys. Uh, so I was uh, thinking about Jordan Poirier, and he's probably seen dollar signs because uh, Jaquan Johnson was not great today. And he was not great in the Miami game. He got smoked. Yeah, uh, last week he got beat real bad once he came in the game. Uh, he just got run over a lot today, uh, missed a lot of open tackles. Uh, and uh, – Apparently that holding call, phantom holding call, wasn't really a holding call. Yeah, it was the bad. There, but, uh, it was bad. I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys the, talk the, about on it. On Dawkins yeah, at the exactly. end, there? It, was, it was terrible. I never saw a replay of that. I, I saw. I think uh, Cover One posted it. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. It's real bad. Um, well, then we would have been arguing about whether Diggs actually caught that ball. Yeah, right. Because I'm not, I'm not sure, sure he, he did. did. Yeah, I'm not, not sure he did. Not either. only am I not sure he had his right toe down, but the ball hit the ground when he landed. Yep. And that I, I been, think that. That could have been overturned, I think. Regardless, it wouldn't have been second or first and twenty, which yeah, would have been nice. Which, but. yeah, I mean, really hurt them. I and and one thing too, I'll I'll mention, um, you know, from this game, and you know, short of the the running, get, run the football thing, I, which I'm not. Again, I, I don't even really care to to get down there. I, I I will say this about the safeties: it is beyond obvious to me, which is why he is the starter when Jordan Poyer is healthy. DeMar Hamlin's a very good football player. He brings yep. even a little bit of a different dynamic than Micah Hyde. He is a physical, physical player. 
when he on third down they bring him to the edge on third and shorts, like and offense needs a yard. He comes down. He is a dynamic edge player um, in the run game, and he's responsible in the pass game. Is he as good as Micah Hyde in coverage? Absolutely not. But I think he brings maybe a better or a little bit more aggressive dynamic as a box run defender. Jaquan Johnson is a depth player. He took some horrible pass. I mean, to the football today. some of the worst. I mean, just that that's like in Little League, you do like pursuit drills, angle of pursuit. He took, I mean, in back-to-back plays in that first half, took mind-numbingly bad angles of pursuit on players, and it cost them big big time. Um, yeah, and I just, they, they missed Jordan Poor today. They can play without both. They can play without one of them. And right now, right. they can, yeah. I, I like DeMar Hamlin. I, I like what they have in him in the future. Jaquan Johnson, special teams player. That show today, I think. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with 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 that. I, I think Hamlin is nice. Hamlin like, is we all love real Hyde, nice. Yeah, uh, but ha- I think Hamlin is nice. Hamlin and Poyer, I think you get by. I think Hamlin and Johnson, you're in trouble. We'll you're see in about real trouble. Dean. We'll see about Dean Marlowe. Um, uh, you know, eventually here. You know, he just showed back up. Um, but the it, J- Johnson, Johnson, that that was it was tough today. It was tough. Was very tough. No doubt about we got it. Time yeah. for really time for another one. We yeah, got we got one more. One. Let's yeah. go to John. John, you're on the post game show. Welcome, John. Hi. Uh, I don't know. You guys have played sports. You know, sometimes you're not going to have it. Sometimes you just don't want it as much. The one thing that nobody seems to be saying is this game. It looked like the Jets just wanted to win more. Like the Bills, pretty terrible. But sometimes it happens. Jets just play better. Just move on. Go to next week. Yeah, thanks for the call, so, John. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're going to have to do, obviously. I think Allen even said the, those words at the end of his news conference. They wanted it more. I mean, it, it it is something I think you just go to when the heavily favored team loses. Um, you know, how, how exactly true it is, I mean, I don't know. Um, but when Allen says it, I think people probably listen to that. You know, they, they weren't sharp. And I, I don't know if that's – uh, you know, an error in preparation, or it's just you know a day, like the caller said. You know, some days just it's not your day. And Allen had a real tough day today. He did, and you know, they're right now the division has maybe never looked deeper than it does right now. The Jets are young; they've got pieces on that defensive line. They've got pieces in that secondary. The the Miami Dolphins, they took care of business today. I mean, they are skating by some pretty borderline teams over the last couple of weeks. I I think I've got the Jets firmly in second place in this division. I, I think they're the team outside of Buffalo that I might think is the toughest team to beat because on a good day, the way that Miami's defense is playing, I like the Bills seven, eight times out of ten against the Dolphins if it's a, if it's a slugfest Allen versus Tua. I, I like the Bills in that aspect. I'll tell you what. All I think today what the Jets found is potentially a formula for them. That is a formula we haven't seen yet this year, which is get the ball out quick if you're Zach Wilson. Yep. Don't have him throw interceptions. And when he doesn't hold on to the football bulldog, no and he can use his arm strength, yep. he finds windows. But when he holds on to the football, he becomes a target in that backfield and teams tee off on him. But when, when he's one, two, three throw – Yep. Man, that's anybody that does that's tough to beat. They found they just, it. They found a good formula today. 
Yeah, they just were not able to get him off of his first read often enough to, to let the pressure get there. They, they really didn't har- harass him much. Uh, at all today and that was one of, you know he didn't have a crazy prolific day but one of the reasons the bills were favored like they were and i liked them as the big favorite is i thought they would make this guy's life a living hell back there and credit to him i mean he got it out their run game worked and he did not hurt them really at all so um you know full marks to them all right, we'll uh, we'll take a time out. We got some player interviews to get for you on the other side, and more uh, of your phone calls and reaction uh, as we go as well. The Bills lose to the Jets, twenty to seventeen, along with Nate Geary, who's in for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog, and this is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Made some bad decisions tonight. Really cost our team. A lot to learn from. A lot to grow from. But that's not the uh, standard we hold ourselves to. That's not the ball that we play. Um, so, lot to look at. Lot to learn from. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills fall to 0-2 in the division and 6-2 on the season overall after their 20-17 loss to the New York Jets on the road today. Allen had a rough go of it against the Jets this afternoon, 18-34, of 205 yards, two interceptions, no passing touchdowns. Allen says it starts and ends with him that Buffalo suffered this loss. You know, our defense goes out there, they strain their tails off, uh, get us a you know, turnover in the red zone, and I give it right back. That's something... You know, I can't do. Allen did lead the team in rushing as well. Nine carries, 86 yards, two scores on the ground, while Stephon Diggs led the way with five catches, 93 yards. Jets, they were good enough in this one. As Zach Wilson, 18 of 25, 154 yards, and a touchdown. No interceptions one week after tossing three of them. Wilson did lean a lot on Garrett Wilson in this game, the rookie wide receiver, having 92 yards on eight receptions, while Michael Carter added 76 yards on the ground and a touchdown on 12 carries. As for this loss, it doesn't affect the Bills too much in the short term. They still hold the one seed in the AFC and the AFC East, but now the division has bottlenecked as the Dolphins and Jets both sit at 6-3 and three, just half a game back, while the New England Patriots are now only at 5-4 and four as well. Injury report from this game, defensive end Greg Rousseau left the first half, did not return, though he did remain on the sideline with a helmet on. Cornerback Kair Elam injured himself but did return late after suffering an ankle injury, and Allen himself was seen shaking his arm on the final drive after suffering a strip sack while Buffalo was trying to attempt a comeback. Around the league, Dolphins getting to half a game back of Buffalo after surviving the Bears in a shootout, 35-32 to New England, getting up to 5-4 and after a 26-3 win over the Colts. The Lions upsetting the Packers 15-9. The Jaguars come back against the Raiders, that one 27-20. The Bengals blowing out Carolina, doubling up 42-21. And the Chargers squeaking by Atlanta 20-17. Two games going on at the current moment for you. Seattle still holds a 10-7 lead over Arizona. Meanwhile, the Rams are up 7-3 to on Tampa Bay. Scores brought to you by the UPS stores of Western New York. Every ing for our small business all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Continuing along here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show, Nate Geary in for Mike Show behind the Bulldog. The Bills lose to the Jets today. We're going to get you some locker room reaction here. Daquan Jones, Taron Johnson, and Deion Dawkins meeting with the media following the game today. And these locker room reports are brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Let's go to the aforementioned players. Just seemed like you guys couldn't get anything going in the second half on offense. What do you attribute that to? Uh, it's just football, man. You know, you have your good days, you have your bad days, and sometimes 
just don't turn as fluid as possible. I mean, as, as fluid as usual, but that's just ball. You know, we're com- competing against the best people in the league every week, regardless of a record. NFL teams are great, you know, and hey, but but the Jets just uh, beat us. Josh just said to the media over there, it's tough to win when your quarterback plays like crap. And he didn't say crap. What, what, what do you think about him just, you know, kind of saying that? I'm going to tell you the truth, man. Uh, I love the kid. And one thing about Josh, right, Josh is always going to put it on himself when it's really not himself. So um, I'll ride for him to the end of this world. And, uh, you know, um, we love Josh. It's not It's it's, it's not about Josh. It's, it's not about the center. It's not about the running back. It's not about Diggs. It's the whole unit. You know, we win, we lose as a group. It's the coaches. It's all of us. We win and we lose together. And it's all right. You know, uh, we're not born to be perfect. And I for sure wasn't born to, to, to be perfect. And nobody in this locker room was. And uh, losing hurts no matter at any level, the highest, the lowest, losing hurts. And, uh, you know, it's just we took an L today. It's just what it is. You know, this is the NFL. This is one of the uh, best games in the world, you know, and we're happy to compete against the best, and people are going to test us every week as we're going to test them. How much of the pressure issues was their ability as a defensive line or things you guys were doing on your own? Uh, say it again. How much was pressure on the quarterback? Was that about the Jets' defensive line and their ability or things that you guys didn't do on your side? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's 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 anything and like that. You know, uh, they have good players, and just like we do, like those guys get paid to to rush Josh, and we get paid to block. You know, like some like sometimes, you know, like guys are are gonna and get an edge, and sometimes we're gonna stone them. You know, it's just game of inches, man. It really is it's a game of inches, and uh, it is and what it is. Daquan, it seemed like they had a little success running the ball, especially in the second half and fourth quarter. What do you attribute that to? I mean, they're uh, a good football team. Um, we just got to do a better job on the side of the ball of being more gap sound and be more fundamental uh, strong. So you just kind of get back to the drawing board and, you know, go back there, watch the film uh, tomorrow and see what we can fix. Were you doing anything that you guys didn't see on film, anything you didn't expect? Uh, no, we, we knew we were going to try to copy a lot of what Green Bay did, and they came in and did that. And uh, we, like I said, we had to go back on Monday and focus on us and see what we got to fix. Did they copy a lot? I mean, was it that, that film, that uh, expectation where they did a lot of what Green Bay did last week? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Is there a concern then that, you know, that becomes the blueprint for how to run the ball on this team? I want to say all that. I think we, we, once we fix what we got to do, I think we'll be fine. Was there anything different in the last drive? You know, I mean, most of those yards they got was that. 90 whatever yard yeah, drive the field. Was, a lot of a lot of miss miss tackles and like I said we just got to fix it. Was that fatigue? Was it what would um, bring about miss tackles on the last drive? I mean they get paid too, you know what I mean? So uh, we just got to you know make the play that you know that come our way. That you guys kind of beat yourselves a little bit. For sure. I mean we didn't execute at the at the highest level that we that we can and Next time we go out there, we gotta we gotta do better. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. So we gotta like first and foremost tackle better and and win our one on ones. So yeah. Tell me what you think about Garrett Wilson after seeing him for the first time. Uh, he's a good player. You know what I'm saying. Just gotta make sure that defense is aware of where he's at and uh, yeah. And the connection. Sorry, last one. The connection between Zach and Garrett. Did you feel like that was? Uh, I mean, that was where they were going for most of the game with yeah, the passing. Yeah, yeah. They, they were definitely going to him a lot and. Just making sure that we, we have a better awareness and in, in, in our matchups. Seemed like they had some success in the RPO game, getting the ball out pretty quickly. Was that something that you guys expected coming in? Uh, for sure. I mean, uh, a lot of teams do RPO on us, so 
really you just got to, like I said, make sure we stop the run. And at the end of the day, I mean, the RPO didn't hurt us a, a ton, you know what I'm saying? But they was running the ball, so <laughs> we ain't stopped that at all. So just got to make sure we do a better job with that. Saquon said that it's a, a similar scheme run-wise to what the Packers did last week. Is there a concern that you know, that becomes something that teams are going to continue to try and do to you guys? I mean, I know teams are going to try and do it to us, but at the end of the day, we just got to make our corrections. It really don't matter what the other team do. We just got to execute. Is that on the last drive, was there anything that you can point to why they were able to consistently run the ball straight down the field? Uh, probably uh, our tackling. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, we're going to get in practice and make sure that we uh, handle that. Not not a lot of losing that goes on around here. I mean, but you guys know it's also a long season. Can you kind of put it in perspective? I mean, still six and two, but even though it's a tough loss, uh, for sure. I mean, it's just we just got to make sure we do better. You know what I'm saying? It's it's still early. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna go undefeated the whole season. We just gotta go back to the drawing board and and bounce back like we've done before, like we've done in years past, and I'm sure we're gonna do that. The quick passing game. Was that something you guys expected them to come out with? Uh, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, like I said, I, I I don't feel like that hurt us too much. It was more of the run, the run plays, um, that that hurt us mostly. So, just making sure that we do better with tackling and and things like that. All right, that is going to do it for us. Stay tuned locally here if you want to hear more from Nate Geary. He's got a couple of more hours of his overtime show coming your way, but this is going to be the end of the line for the network postgame show. I will be back tomorrow at 3 on our flagship in Buffalo with Mike Shope. Please do stay tuned. This is Buffalo Bills football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.